Uh, welcome to the F1 podcast, and on today's podcast, we are going over a race that has more names than my Mexican grandpa, the <laughs> Emilia Romagna, and it is a 63-lap race with a each lap being 4.959 kilometers. And before we get started on this race, I do want to cover something that we spoke briefly about on the previous podcast, the undercut. While we talked about the haircut, we did not talk about (laughs) what it actually meant in F1 standards. So this is uh, something that F1 teams will do where they will attempt to pit stop a few laps earlier than the car that they are trying to pass. The assumption is, is that fresher tires will get them ahead a little bit faster. And we can segue, though, into Ashish's tire talk since the Emilia Romana was a hot fucking mess. Well, <laughs> well it, was, it wasn't until it was, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, like, it was like qualifying a Qualifying was fun. Yeah. Quali- right. Qualifying was fun. I think, uh, so, uh, thanks, Whitney. I think on the tire front, a little bit of background for our friends. Uh, so, one, we have one tire supplier. Uh, it's been that for a while. It's Pirelli. Uh, don't be afraid if you don't know who Pirelli is because uh, nobody uses them in the U.S. But <laughs> a jersey sponsor for Inter Milan who just won Serie A <laughs> league. So props to uh, Inter Milan for winning the Italian Connecting Serie A with league. our U.S. fans. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So, uh, tires, uh, compounds, and you, if you're watching a race, you'll hear a lot about uh, uh, the the medium, the hard, and the the super soft compounds. You'll see tires with red, yellow, and uh, and white stripes. What does it all mean? The basics are uh, there are three types of tire compounds uh, at any given race. Uh, the softest compounds uh, give the most grip. They're the fastest ones, and they're the ones that you want to be on the most amount of time. But the downside is that those tires degrade the, the most. The harder tires, on the other hand, have less grip, but they last longer. And the medium tires, as you can imagine, are somewhere in between. Uh, if you watch the Sky broadcast, you'll hear a lot of terms thrown around like uh, compound one through compound five. What you need to know is basically uh, at any given race, each driver has two hard tires, uh, two sets of hard tires, uh, three sets of medium tires, and eight sets of uh, super soft tires or soft tires that they have. That's their allocation, that's their budget. So uh, basically, uh, if they use up their soft tires and qualifying and practice, they don't have them in the race, which means that they're probably at a disadvantage. So. Keep an eye on those and uh, as you watch uh, qualifying and practice on the race. Uh, but the basic thing to, to keep in mind is uh, you want to be on the fastest tire. One other thing to note is that each team is required to use on every driver at least two compounds unless it's raining. So uh, at any given point in time uh, in any given race, you have to use uh, either the medium and the hard or the soft and the medium or the medium and the hard. But you can't use two softs when you make a pit stop. So. That's it. And I'll turn it over to... Uh, I actually have a question for you on that. Yes. Um, So in qualifying, I feel like they're always changing tires. They are. So that's... Obviously, they're trying to stay fast. They want to get the fastest time, right? That's tricky. So qualifying is where tire strategy comes into a lot. So the top 10 finishers in Q3 have to start the race on the tires that they qualify on. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Everybody outside of Which the top 10. is interesting for this weekend because of how things played out with qualifying being a decent day and the race being not a nice day. It was very wet, very rainy. So much fun. Though. Yeah, it was. <laughs> races are always fun. So as, I'm, as I was talking about earlier, the rule about using two tire compounds goes out the window when it's raining. So if you use the green intermediate tire or the blue full wet tire, you don't have to use the you know two other sets of tires. So well, because yeah, because if it dries off, you can then switch exactly. your tires to what right. exactly work for whatever. Exactly, Correct. that makes sense. Okay, which we will go into because that's exactly what happened during the race. Uh huh. Which was hi Erica. <laughs> <laughs> hi. So now that we're I don't know a couple minutes in, I'm Erica. I'm Matt. I'm Ash. I'm Whitney. And this is the F1 Pod. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess while we're jumping straight in here to the uh, is it Romagna. Romagna. Romagna? Romagna. Rom- I don't no, no G! No G. It's, it's like it's lasagna. lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> Real okay. G's move in silence. Romagna. Romagna. Ah, yes. Uh, I mean, do we want to just start with qualifying? Yeah. Um, because, like I said, weather was fine. I will say, so one thing I did want to mention, the break, the three-week break, was yeah. the worst. After the very first it, race, it was an eternity to wait three weeks till the next race. Like, if there was ever a time, it'd be the beginning of the season. You'd want to like stack races. <laughs> I feel. I mean, there's obviously been cancellations of it. I believe China was oh, supposed China, to be the second race right. okay. and it got canceled, okay. and they yeah. weren't so able to get the second sure. race. Okay, that makes more sense. So it's not typical to I, have things like that. I. I, I mean. I, I don't Three know weeks felt like a really long time. I, I don't think that 2020, 2021 have exactly been typical years. So for sure, fair enough. Fair enough. We, we are talking about a 23 race season, which has never been done before. So I mean, that's that's it's. I I, I think the teams and the crews and the drivers appreciated the the, the three week break if the if the fans didn't. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, well, I mean, I know for for qualifying, uh, I just kind of went through and made some notes here where, you know, Norris looked, looked good in Q1. Uh, Sonoda had a tough day. Poor Yuki. Where Yuki just <laughs> blew out the back of his car, totally lost control of his vehicle, slammed into the uh, wall. They, everyone, you know, all the announcers were talking about how he probably messed up his gearbox and there was extensive damage, which it looked bad. Mm-hmm. Y- Yuki has to change his engine, which... In the near term, doesn't mean a lot. The implications for later on in the season when they have limited resources and limited opportunities to change that engine, Mm -hmm. he's going to be running older engines for longer in the later half of the season, which I think is going to play into the overall performance of Alpha Tauri. So um, it it seems like a small... uh, mistake now, but it's going to have ramifications later on down the line. Interesting. That is interesting. Um, and we'll, 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 there's more to talk about with Yuki. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he had a tough day uh, at qualifying, uh, which, and, you know, it's off of Tari's home racetrack, right? Yeah. So another and thing where you're, like, you're yeah. like, man, you guys should know this. It stinks to kind of have that happen right. at your qualifying. Um, I thought, you know, after Q1, Alfa Romero's are out, the Haas's are out. Pretty typical. <laughs> the <laughs> well, Williams cars, though, looked okay. The wet will do that, right? So, but I mean, this was qualifying. This is qualifying. Oh, this is qualifying. Never mind. Williams is doing all right. 
You know who wasn't doing all right? Who? The former world champs, aside from Hamilton, yeah, all got yeah. out by Q2, most in Q1. Yeah. You're talking about Alonzo and, and Vettel? Alonzo and Vettel, but And then, Raikkonen. And Raikkonen. Yeah, because Alfa Romeo. For me, the surprise is uh, Perez out qualifying Verstappen, which... That was surprising. Uh, you know, I for me, the fact that he could extract that pace out of that car in his mm-hmm. second race, not bad. Not yeah. bad for, uh, for, for Checo. Yeah. Hey, wait, can you look up when the last time Verstappen qualified behind a teammate? Ooh, great mm-hmm. question. I meant to do that and I did not, but because we have our handy dandy. No, never. <laughs> well, and while sure we, Ricardo may have at some point. And, and while we wait for that, Ricardo. Let's, let's circle back to that topic <laughs> later, shall we? Uh, well, no, it's actually a good point though because you know we had Gasly in there. It wasn't terrible for AlphaTauri necessarily; it's just bad for Yuki. Yeah. Gasly finds himself at fifth. Yeah. Um, Ricardo Norris holding down that that middle tier top ten. That's six seven. He might, we might as well just put him five. You know what I, I mean? mean <laughs> I mean, I, but well, for me, what qualifying at Emola basically says is we're going to look at a great midfield battle. Like you have Mercedes and Red Bull at the front. So you'll have those four drivers battling. But then you have this Ferrari, AlphaTauri, McLaren, uh, you know, this, this mix that's happening. I think that's going to be the drama for the rest of the season. How those guys, you know, drive each other off the track. By the way, it's uh, been since 2018 since wow. Verstappen was out qualified by a teammate. He also said, "Quote: We're not robots." So, <laughs> oh, he some, out some of all of the F1 drivers, I would accuse him of being a robot. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a thick neck. But then I, mean, I thought about it. They probably he, have to do like he, neck yeah. exercises. The, yeah. A lot of force uh, yeah. going yeah. against them at all times. So yeah, they gotta they're always doing those neck freaking workouts. <laughs> yeah. But I, they're I, super I skinny the from the neck down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like it's like they're in great shape and their necks are just so strong. I don't even mm-hmm. think there's a body shape for that. It's not like turtleneck season or something. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, I mean any other thing for, for qualifying. I mean Sands missed signs missed the top ten. Heartbreaking. Um, I know. Botas finds himself at eighth. I have he a lot of things to say up, about yeah. him this race. Hey, we we talked about the the drivers who for whom this was a make or break year. Botas, he is not helping himself. I told Matthew a hot take a couple days ago about how I think they may be trying to get rid of Botas for um, Lando to become a Lewis Hamilton slide in when Lewis Hamilton re- retires. You, Erica, said that he may not want that because he wants to be the best. Or wants to be the best one. Who, Hamilton? Yeah. yeah. But I think it would be a nice little thing. Well, it's they funny, right? Like because each other. They, it's, they like well, it's each the other. same journey, too. Right. Yeah. Like, I, Lewis went same. from McLaren to Mercedes. I, I made a note. I, I Lando's the next British world champion. Yep. I, I agree with that. Yep. Um, so I guess we, we should just jump into the race then. Yeah. Uh, what a fucking start! <laughs> I mean, it, like it was one of those where, like, as soon as it started, the you know the gun went off and edge of your seat. I mean, Verstappen, just. Verstappen just getting after it at the beginning. Well, how about our boy uh, Chuck uh, spinning on the formation <laughs> ladder? <laughs> <laughs> also, Aquaman and Raleigh, 
Valley was easily the worst corner in that hole. Everyone spun out there. Mm-hmm. Hey, they did. Mazepin went through that corner without spinning. So <laughs> what are you trying to say? No, he didn't. He spun out there. Well, at the so end no, of the I race. actually, I actually, have, no, no. So <laughs> I actually did. have a note here. Um, it wasn't it, Mazepin made Latifi. He forced Latifi off. Right. right. That was at yeah. the very beginning. Very yeah. beginning, right? So <laughs> yeah, Maz- Mazepin hadn't spun just yet. But he fucked someone else over. But so. he fucked someone else over. Right. Don't I have it like fucking Mazepin. <laughs> 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 I just wrote fucking Mazepin. Uh, but it was cool seeing the start where like Hamilton kind of gets bullied. It, it, I love that photo after the race where it's like Hamilton, Verstappen's coming up, and then you have Perez, and they're just kind of like the three oh, of the three, yeah. three wide. Oh, that was, track was is a not great wide shot. Wide. No, but it's a really good is- view of like that's what this year is going to be. I I feel you're very optimistic for Mr. Perez over there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always or am. you're discounting Bottas, which I have been known to do. Well, yes, everyone has so, been going to discount. Yeah, yeah. So we we have the start. We talked about Latifi going off, and then we went into. Corners I don't flying, know I how many safety cars there were between laps two and six. They may have been it's three. Literally, I have cars flying everywhere, like a slip and slide, pure chaos. <laughs> Um, what what races bring out the best, right? They even oh, yeah. the, 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 they even out the playing field. Like your your car could be super great, but it I think that's that's where if you don't know the grip, if you don't know how to apply power, if you don't know how to take right. corner, like that's mm-hmm. where you get caught out. That's where Jordan. Well, George, and it was so cold, and it was wet. It was and cold. Nobody knew what the grip on the track was going to be like. I, there was it was a perfect storm that made it a lot of fun. Which has anybody looked at the weather in Spain tomorrow? Yes. Don't give up. It's, no, apparently it's moved back. Apparently it's moved back. Is it really? I looked at it like an hour yeah. ago. Apparently it moved back. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we Sorry. I guess this is a great time to also reference that if you're listening to this and you're wondering <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're wondering why we're mentioning that there's a race tomorrow for uh, Spain, it's because we're gonna be a little out of order at the beginning here. Very Bear we're with us. Up. We're catching up. We're catching we're up. Very behind. The good news. No, we're not that far. We will get there's We're enough long breaks. Behind. There's two week breaks. We we'll, we'll catch up eventually. Getting hives, thinking of how behind we are. <laughs> <laughs> Drink your cider, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Have y'all ever watched the Japanese game show where they? Nope. No, no, this is a family. This is a family podcast with me. Family podcast. We are staying on there's track. The underage cat. Speaking of slippery tracks, in the Japanese game no, show, no, they have no. stairs that you have to climb that they completely like this. rub down on in dishwasher soap. And you have to climb to the top while you're wearing like latex. And so it's these people like running up to the stairs and then they just go, thoo, 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 and I they mean, just that's, like that's hit what, the floor. That's what the first 10 laps looked like. Episode yeah. title, Japanese Game Show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, first 10 laps was chaos. Um, Perez went off the track, came back on two places behind, and then overtook. So that was a fun 10-second penalty for him. Uh, poor Gasly. He stayed mm-hmm. on. He wanted it so He wanted it so badly to rain. He wanted to stay on those wets, and it just did not pan out for him. Uh, so they showed a view of Norris driving when it was really coming down. How do they see? They don't. They have the flashy red lights. That's helpful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, uh, there were moments, though, in the race, like, the tire, I mean, it looked like you were driving in fog. Oh, yeah. Do they have windshield wipers? 
They don't no, have windshields. They don't have windshields. There's no windshield. What's the it's, it's, a just, halo. it's just a halo. It's just it for keeps there's... them from getting decapitated. Yeah, with a I know the. Ha- yeah. I always thought they had like a little no. like. No. They have wires. You're, you're thinking. You're thinking IndyCar. IndyCar has a little window that comes I, up. I mean, everybody is having a bad time. Like lap 14, uh, Sonoda passes our friend Gasly. Uh, yep. Strolls up in eighth. Vettel's down in fifteenth. Hamilton's in second. Bottas is in ninth. Which what the hell are you doing there, uh, my man? Well, and the worst part it. was during qualifying, or maybe it was practice, I forget which one it was, but the announcers were saying this is the track that he does so well on. He does well on narrow yeah. tracks like that. Yeah. Screwed me he over on fantasy so yeah, bad, bro. Same. <laughs> I do some hot takes on fantasy. Last night, so Matthew and I went to a fancy dinner, and I was so full afterwards, I made him place my laptop on my stomach. Hamburg bot, bro. To just Never pick. And I ended up picking just the most random selection of people. Well, Hamilton was first, and then I think and then it was... And I wasn't dead. I, what did I do? Hey, I there's a chance all... 18 other cars could crash. <laughs> oh. No. I ended up picking uh, Sands. Signs. And, signs. And then um, Norris. Okay. Well, Friends we're going to keep Sunday. talking about Italy. I know, but I'm just letting you know. I'm doing hot takes. Hot takes the rest of the year. Back on Italy. Two, three. <laughs> Last episode, we, we, uh, we, we, we introduced something called the Mazepin factor, and just to give everybody an update, lap 14, uh, Mazepin is 22 seconds off of his teammate. <laughs> 22 <laughs> seconds. Mm-hmm. And 22 teammate- seconds off of the last car! <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I have I have more to say about Mazepin. Um, when we will get there, because we, he's we got a moment. <laughs> he's got a long drive, but he does have his moments. Yeah. Uh. Um, so lap 17... Is when Norris asks for some clean air, and he gets and it. Poor Ricardo is right ahead of him, and he he's got to know air. though. I think he's got to know that. You know, look, Norris knows this car, and he's I, driving the hell out of yeah. it. I have no problems with Ricardo at all. I think he's doing a great job in a brand new car, and I think that he's a great teammate. And the fact that you know Norris can prove himself in that—that that was. I thought that that reflected really well on Ricardo, and obviously, it, I agree. The, the, announcers, the announcers made me laugh because they said it looks like Ricardo's going to pretend like he can't understand English. Right. <laughs> Which no, he got on over. He yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. just such a narrow track. And, you know, you have to find the spot. He'll, to get and over. he'll find at the end that I mean that helped the team out. Yeah. I mean, uh, he finished third. Norris finished third. Yeah. So. Yeah. Look, this. I, what did we talk about the first race? Like, basically, this is going to be the story of everybody except for Mercedes having one experienced driver, mm-hmm. one new driver, one one novice driver, right? Uh, even signs, right? I mean, yeah. he, he was spinning off left and right. Yeah. I, the original uh, recommended title was, uh, you were too quick, guy, calm down, which is what Sainz's engineer told him when he spun off, and he was getting, you know, pissed off by himself, which, yeah. hey. It's a tough car to drive. It They're is. all tough cars to drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, lap 22 was when Vettel put some slicks on, which was real interesting and kind of changed the course of the race when it was starting to get dry enough. And he probably went a little too early, but 
by lap 29, he was getting fastest laps. Yeah, so I actually made a, note, I made a note earlier where he got a fastest lap in lap seven. I don't know what he was doing to maneuver around all the things happening those first He's also laps. in like 16th place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't he's matter. No, this is, this is, so this is strategy, right? So right. first of all, you have his teammate running up front. Right. And this is exactly what you'll see happening in every wet race. There, there's the number two driver, and if the number two driver is way behind the team's going to take a gamble. And right. every other team is waiting and watching and saying, right. okay, who's the first brave guy who's going to go out on slick? Which Vettel's the perfect person to do and that. And four-time world champion, he's going to go do it. And he's like, what's the worst that can happen? And he's right. going to set fast laps. And suddenly you're going to see a slew of pit stops where yep. everybody starts coming him based on his lap time. Yep. Which it dried off pretty quickly. Yeah. Whenever it did. The sun I was out. surprised it was by 29. I thought, like, was, you, it you can see dry. it on TV. You can right. see the road. You can see where it... it the cars can go and where the drive parts are like you could see it it dried up pretty quick um about midway through i'd say the road was was real nice vettel had his fastest lap yeah um lap 29 was also when hamilton did his uh four second pit stop which we were talking about how the curse of Bottas, but Bottas had a 2.2 second pit stop. So I don't know what happened with Hamilton, but that maybe he was just trying to prove that he could just do it better, no matter what. Well, Giovinazzi was in his way, and um, Italian Jesus, Italian (laughs) Jesus, the Pope, the Pope. yeah, and then that that really kicked off the disaster of <laughs> well when, laps, when things really got interesting. Like, well, laps thirty one and thirty two. As interesting as it was, but like then things really got interesting when Hamilton found his way, kind of got off, found himself off the track, saved the car, got back on, was moving. I, I'm still impressed by how he was able to sure, refill so I am well. Too. I am too, and there really he, wasn't. He only went down, I think, seventh. The, is what he ended the up reverse saying. gear six, on yeah. those cars is really, really small. It's, it's designed to save weight. So if you're stuck in gravel, to nor- it's it's wet. Your core tires, you're in the middle of freaking gravel. To get that car where it, without beaching it, yep. world champions have gotten their cars beached. And right. this guy managed to back it out and get back on the track. I And he only lost four places. Needed a pit yeah. badly, which is when... Um, <laughs> it, the, the, the timing of it was almost like Matthew has a conspiracy theory. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everyone to get a beer. Did I miss anything at this point in time? So we have the uh, Botas Russell, which somehow I did not incident. realize that these all happened within a lap Pretty of each close. other. <laughs> so it makes you wonder, like tinfoil hat, <laughs> that like Toto's like George. Make the move. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's happened before. I, I'm saying, because the moment that happened, Hamilton had to find a pit. He had to pit. I mean, it was over for him. It was he, he was done. And then when that happened, he basically got a restart. I mean, I think they were both desperate. Like, Bota should not have been in a position where he's getting... Well, he was nine. His lap. He right. was in ninth. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's getting raced by a Williams. Right. Right. The team that he left. Right. Right. To come to Mercedes. Well, and honestly, I think that the crash was probably the best possible end result for him in this race. I think getting taken out by somebody else, by a Williams, granted, but he was 
he was not doing well this race at all. I think that this was the yeah, best. Yeah, the story was George Russell. It wasn't how he was struggling throughout the entire race. Exactly. Really the whole weekend. Yeah, it really took away from the fact that he qualified terribly. He was racing mm-hmm. terribly. And then, yeah, George Russell comes up, a little firecracker <laughs> comes up, smacks him in the head after, like, that apparently, was the whole story. Apparently it wasn't... they said that Botas couldn't even hear yep. what he was saying. He just was flicking him off no matter what. <laughs> I don't know race car drivers want to fake fights with helmets. So I was like, what, what do you think is going to happen, like, yeah. man? It's like when it happens with, like, football players, too, when they have their football helmets yeah. on. It's like, why don't punch a guy wearing a helmet? <laughs> and don't take off your helmet before punching the guy with the helmet on. Oh. You know, it doesn't make sense. You're going to hurt your hand. <laughs> it's not going to feel good. Your hand is not as strong as that helmet. So. Uh, but saved Hamilton's ass at that 100%. point. 100%. Because he was able to get his restart. He was able to get fixed up. And then it was like, all right. The world's longest me, red flag. It's me in the best car. And I'm about to eat some motherfuckers up oh, on the yeah. track. I mean, yeah, I it, I think Max did get lucky on the restart. He did. On lap 35. Yep. Um, and, uh, but I think the rest of the the race was just a seven-time world champion just settling down and going. Yeah. It's, I do, I do want to bring up Yuki one last time. Yeah. He had such a roller coaster race. He was up 10 places from the start and then just wiped out. He. But I think he has so much promise. I think. He does. Once he gets through his rookie year, I think he has a lot of stuff to figure out. But he has so much promise. Uh, you know, but uh, speaking of tough weekends, then Perez had a tough yep. race day. Yep. I, I think the maturity of the drivers is going to be a major talking point throughout the, the mm-hmm. year, right? I think yeah. it's going to be how does Verstappen handle the pressure of actually having a car that can win the world championship? It's mm-hmm. going to be how does... Yuki handle the pressure of being a rookie. Like, yeah, it's cute. How does Perez handle being in a world championship caliber car? Which is what Verstappen is proving that yeah. it, it is. Yeah, He's a make or break year, one year contract. Yuki Tsunoda. Like, it's cute that you're swearing up and down, up you know, whenever you mess up. But how long is that going to be enduring? Right. Yeah. Before people are going to be like, right, Ooh, right. just freaking race, dude. Yeah. Like, you can't keep you know being yeah. cute. Um, well, it's kind of like Raikkonen. Whenever Raikkonen goes off, and this is a little bit of a spoiler, but it's just a lot of bitching. Mm-hmm. It's like, buddy, you, you've you been doing this for 20 years. Like, You've been doing it for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. Well, And so while this is all happening, Hamilton is just like, he makes the McLaren look slow. He's, he's driving past folks and moving up that top 10 like... The other cars are letting him pass. Right. Well, with Ricardo, because so I was watching this race with my dad uh-huh. initially, and I saw you know obviously Ricardo was the first person he had to pass, and I said okay, there's n- Ricardo doesn't have a chance. Like he will pass him. Leclerc was, I was super proud of Leclerc. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll skip over Signs. He he did pretty well. Like Signs had held him off for eight laps, um, but he did pass Signs. But Leclerc, especially with the DRS and using the DRS mm. defensively, that was some fantastic driving. And Signs had a nice race. I mean, he, he did. quietly he did. gained he six did. spots. Yeah, found himself the fifth. 
I, I think yeah. I think that again that's one of those uh, untold stories like that midfield battle there's just yeah. so much happening I feel like we need to focus on some of these things that yeah. you, you won't hear everybody talking about Leclerc or Sainz because there's so much else happening and like oh these guys like quietly snuck up the ranks and yeah. you end up at mm-hmm. the point standings like how the heck did they get there right mm-hmm. Yeah, Leclerc, I thought, did a great job. I knew, I mean, everyone knew that Hamilton well, by the would time, pass him. By the time Hamilton was in third, like, we were we were watching, we were watching the race today, and I was just like, as soon as he got third, it was like, poor Lando, bro. Just, you might as well just pull over and but let that Lando man did second. so good. He did. He, he did. drove defensively he did, so well. But he didn't stand a chance. Like, eventually, He Hamilton passed him in lap 60. Yeah, if I know. If he had held him off for three more laps, which would it's have been incredibly hard. Inevitable. It was but just inevitable. He did. I was. I was proud of. I mean, Leclerc and Norris are both Look, newer. They're young drivers. Ferrari had a nice day. The Ferrari McLaren battle, especially in this race. Yeah. I mean, both teams got points um, yeah. from both their drivers, and they were right there in the mid tier, like four through seven range, four yep. through six range. Yeah. Um, we did end up getting our uh, our Mazda spin meters were going <laughs> off. Uh, Where did we land on the Mazaspin meter? It was near the end of the race. I don't have the lap I don't written either. down. It was pretty close to the end. It was like, we're talking like 62 or like... It, it, it was, was pretty between late. like 58 so, and 62. I'm just going to go ahead and give him a 6 on the Mazaspin meter. Here's why. Hmm? He went too long without <laughs> it. Without, without completely losing control of his car. So on, on your... It wasn't entertaining. I so, wanted like... I mean, the first race, it was... One... <laughs> Three turns in. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like each of us has a different uh, gauge for the mass spin factor, which is perfectly fine. I oh, think that sure. makes I it. Think, I think that's that's what makes it entertaining. <laughs> sure. sure. I think that's what makes it entertaining. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say I, I'll, I'll agree with you. Like he did not have an impact on this race. Like. He, well, it, other than poor Latifi. But he that was not Mazepin's fault. If you look at the driver cam, Latifi didn't see him when Latifi? he came back on from Aquamineral. Which, again, not being able to see at that point in the race, that right. was, that's a thing. I think yeah. everybody grudgingly admitted, like, okay, this one will back give you. Right. I mean, look, I, you notice I didn't mention the Mazda spin meter when that happened. I would even give him like a four. Like it just It wasn't good. It, it wasn't good. I wasn't excited to see was, it. It was just kinda like, ugh, you He just finished. had no impact on I the race, but like he spun, so like, yeah, check the box. I felt more worse for Haas than I felt like well, poor happy Mick. to see <sighs> Mazda spin. You're doing good, Mick. I'm sorry. I don't know why his uh, engineer is Russian, but I just He's definitely American, but yeah, yeah, go for it. It it is Haas, so it's probably Russian American. (laughs) Well, I I, I mean, I think the the lower the mass suspense factor is, that's that's the best thing for a race. Like, he's. There are 19 Formula One drivers on the racetrack, and then there's Dimitri Mazepin. And he's doing his. He bought a car. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. So then. What's funny, and the, the, probably the funniest thing about this race is Verstappen has a day he does, but we're all talking about Hamilton. And how could you not? How could you not? I mean, he finished the race, what, 20 seconds ahead of Hamilton? Like 22, I think. It Verstappen was, was just... He was winning that thing. He, he, there was no doubt he was, he was winning win. that He thing. was just cruising was out front. 22 flat. I think seeing Hamilton... At a moment, and you touched on this via text message us the day of the race, where you were like, look, the dude was ninth at the restart. He had 20-ish laps to get to the finish line. 
and he was able to gain all those spots to find himself at second. I mean, Verstappen and the Red Bull car are too good to really even have a chance at one. But the fact that he was able to go through all those quality cars, I mean, McLaren had a good day, yeah. Ferrari had a yeah. good day, and they still couldn't stop the champ. I, I, that, that... It's like I'll, LeBron James I'll let you in the NBA. Go, but I, I have a thought on how the difference between Max and Lewis and how they drive and what motivates them. I, it's kind of along the same line. I think I've watched Lewis through his career. Uh, you know, watched him win the USGP in person in 2000. So, uh, like, right, I raise my hand. Like, I'm his. I'm like the number one Lewis fan. He's made a lot of mistakes through yep. his career. I think he's at he's at a point in uh, in his career now where he is super zen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows he can be world champion. He's done it seven times. He has nothing right. to prove. Verstappen, Sainz, everybody else, Lando, they're out to prove themselves. They will make mistakes. They will right. crumble under the pressure. Lewis is the guy who, the one person who beat him in the similar car, literally was like, I gave it my all. I'm done. I'm out. Nico Rosberg was just like, I quit the sport. And yeah. Lewis is like, more power to you, brother. I'm going to go ahead and win two more world championships yeah. after you, right? It's just a different mindset. It comes at a sacrifice. Like, the guy does not have a life outside of right. F1. I mean, it's a little bit of, like... But you definitely get vibes of, like, uh, Tom Brady. I mean, he's well, he's yeah, in that yeah, conversation right. of Tom Brady, Serena Williams, Roger Federer, LeBron James. Like, he's in that same vein. Well, and I think, I think the mentality for him comes off more as I'm not going to lose more so than I want to win. And I love the way he treats his team. I think, I think the way they're, they always sound shocked. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? They always sound like, oh my God, you did it. Lewis, you you, you made pole. And he's like, oh really? Only done that 99 times. He apologized to the team. He's like, hey, man, I screwed up. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. That's, what, that's what I'm he's saying. He's so humble. He's accountable. I think people could learn a thing. But he too, still as far has the like, hunger. Maybe yeah. Yuki needs to listen to that conversation and learn a little bit. Like, yeah. yo, sure, bro, yeah. like, you know, acknowledge your mistakes. Acknowledge your shortcomings. That's Yuki's how you also 20 years old. Oh, yeah. So I think when we were and, 20, yeah. we could have had a lot of... Learning sure. like that to do. I think from just a leadership style, though, what Hamilton shows where he's able to, like, maybe even take accountability for things when it really wasn't his fault. Right. You know what I mean? But it's like it helps overall the team. Yeah. He's good at making those decisions and weighing that stuff out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes him great. Yeah. Yeah, the car is fantastic. The reason why he's the one in the car is because of the way he manages everything around him. So here, I've always heard, like, oh, Lewis wins because of the car. My whole point is, he is part of that team, and he's made a race winning car. So it's the opposite. If he right. went to Ferrari, he'd make Ferrari right. the world champion. If he went to if he went to Red Bull, he'd make Red Bull's. Well, he the, knows the, the Mercedes car as well as anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's the guy well, the who's been driven. The first thing he right? does is thank all the men and women at the factory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's one of his most common. I think he gratitude. Yeah, I absolutely. But we think also have to go it. back to his upbringing. Upbringing. Yeah. I mean, everyone's talked about it. He is definitely one of the outliers in who is yeah. a driver here, and the amount of adversity that he has had to go through to be a fantastic driver. Yeah. So he wants to be the best. He wants to stay the best. Versus some of the other drivers who kind of, it was 
they were brought up around that. Right. That was the expectation right. versus they had to fight to get it. So I've got the the final ten here. Did, did you want to read it off, Whitney, just to like... For Emilia Romagna. Yes. Buca de Pepe. What was our top ten there? <laughs> <laughs> it was Verstappen. Oh, so offensive. <laughs> You're the one who came up with the joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to speak Italian last episode. <laughs> It was Verstappen, then Hamilton, then Norris, then Chuck in fourth, and then Sainz in fifth, Ricardo in sixth, Gasly in seventh, Stroll in eighth with his Stroll daddy money, and then Ocon in ninth, and then Alonso in tenth. All right. We did not talk about the Alpines. I think so, the Alpines have yeah. a better race to talk I, about. I actually have a note here to mention. Alpine is slowly getting better at this. Mm-hmm. They are. And it's like very under the radar. Everyone's talking the battle for one, battle for two. Alpine's figuring it out. Yep. Slowly but sure. It's still really early, right? But they're figuring but it out. They did better in Portugal, which we're not there yet. But we're not they, there We're yet. not there yet, but they did. Yeah. Also one of those teams who has not disclosed what they use their development tokens for. Oh, interesting. Oh, does that have a some sort of? I guess that would have a competitive advantage, right? Because you know what you did, and I guess if you, if you believe in your car, I, I, well, Ocon's a good driver. He Alonso, is. I've always I'm, been impressed. I'm surprised by. by. Uh, I always thought like uh, that Alpine should have given a chance to a younger driver as opposed to mm-hmm. bringing back somebody who has left the sport and right. said he's not super inspired by it. But that's a topic for another time. So. Ferrari stacks points, um, find himself in third in the constructors. Um, I did also want to say that, you know, and I know you mentioned wanting to talk more about Kimmy, which I'll let you have that. Signs, well, well, signs did. Signs and Kimmy both had, had great races. Kimmy, actually, I didn't even realize until I went back and watched it again that he gained seven spots. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Kimmy will just wait. He'll, he, Again, the last Ferrari World Champion. Yeah. Kimi Raikkonen. Mm-hmm. Last guy to win them one. Driving a Ferrari-powered car. And, you know, the guy now driving the Ferrari signs found himself six places. So, he, he he's he's coming along. Ricardo, man, he's just stuck. He started... He's, I mean, he, he talked he's about patiently it after. figuring it out. He did talk about it after where he's like, look, when you have days like today, you finish... You didn't lose spots, you take it, which yep. I agree with. Take what you get. <clears throat> Lando had a great day. Um, For signs coming off as class clownish as he does, I think he's incredibly mature when it comes to being a driver. And I think that that is what will he's got eventually. He's big shoes to fill, though. So it's probably the drive to, yeah. 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 It's probably the drive to be better. Well, that, and I think he did prove too, like, uh, one of the things I was always impressed by him in, like, Drive to Survive was similar to what we were talking about with Lewis. The mm-hmm. way he talks yeah. to his team, yeah. the mm-hmm. way they work together, like, I think that goes a long way. Yeah. I mean, he really makes a point to make sure that the car's running well. Yeah. And this is what he's seeing, this is what he's thinking, and he communicates that really well, I think. And that, that's part of it. No, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see how these guys mature enter their teams. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be interesting to see who the team coalesces around, right? Because mm-hmm. you have a strong personality coming in. Leclerc may have been sitting pretty, five-year contract, being compared against uh, Sebastian Vettel. 
at the end of the day, Ferrari leadership is going to look at performance and they're going to say, well, who's going to get us at World Championship? And maybe Leclerc, you were the golden child last year, but we see a better future with Sainz and we'll, you know, we'll back him and he'll, we'll make him the number one driver. I, 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 I do think love they're both, both good drivers. I, I do and love And I think Leclerc both. is, he's been driving very solidly. He has been, but like... I think the telling point will be when it'll be a Norris Ricardo situation and Leclerc is in front and science is behind, but science is faster. And mm-hmm. I think that's the point in time where we're going to have to see, like, are, is, are they going to be science more? faster? Science is also going to have to find himself in better position in qualifying. Yeah. If he's going to yeah. get that nod. Yeah. He's got to have a better qualifying. Right, right. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. can't always be fighting from 11th, from 10th, from 12th. Right. He's got to he's got to qualify better. Cuz as long as Leclerc's hanging around that 5-6 range, that 4-5-6 range, we got to talk about the the gap between 1st and 10th in qualifying. It's literally less than a second. It's like a 7 it's something. It's 7 tenths of a second. Like it's uh, it's you blinked at the wrong spot. You if you take out your phone Put on your timer app and just like stopwatch app and just start it and hit it. I'm going to do it right now for those listening at home. <laughs> start and hit stop. I that's mean, the, I mean, that's that's the gap. That's that's two hundredths of a second or two tenths yeah. of a second. That's the gap between, I would say, what, the top seven at any given race, yeah. at any given qualifying. Yeah. So if all those guys were starting right next to each other and racing flat out on a straight circuit, mm-hmm. half of them would cross that line within that sure. gap, which is ridiculous if you think about it. Well, and, uh, I think can we have an F1 drag race? Let's buy cars. <laughs> let's get some Honda Fits. Let's, actually, let's get a Mercedes. I actually don't think Formula One cars will do, like, I don't think they're really built for that. Like a drag, drag race. race? I think they are. It's called... Well, I mean... It's great. Let me re-say that. They're built for, for just going fast, yes. but I, You I, might get fully ejected. With <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> I think that's what I love about Formula One now more than other... Like, um, more than NASCAR is because you're... Really, it's, really it's, bringing it's, in those American fans, Matt. <laughs> the, the, the non-NASCAR American fans will understand what I'm saying. It's it's the whole package of the car and how it works throughout the whole right. race. It's it's yeah. the endurance. It's the handling. It's the technology. It's the fail safe. I mean, all that comes to play. So right. Yeah. Um, anything as far as Italy, the Romagna. 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 <laughs> still, still the second race of the season. Yeah. Still a lot to learn. Yeah. Still a lot. So to where learn. are we at at this point? When you're able to pull up exactly like what? The standings. The second week, not today. I I do know that at the end of Italy, Lewis was one point ahead because he got fastest lap. Which uh, we'll talk about the point system a little bit later on down the line. But yeah, now we have points for fastest lap, which is something that started last year, I believe. Mm. And so that's something that you'll see. Have to be in the top ten, right? Yep. To get your point. Yep. Mm. So Vettel wasn't going. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Battle when Green gets that point. I have the standings for right now, but I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. Um, I think. uh, Hamilton's in first. 
And for seconds and seconds. We're not supposed to tell. <laughs> no, as of Italy, that's <laughs> what it was. <laughs> it's always. It's always. I know. I know. All right. Well, I think this is a good spot. Where, um, we want to speak more highly and go over our new sponsorships. We've been super lucky, guys. So this this podcast, totally this episode <laughs> has been sponsored by a driver. So, I mean, that's that's for our second episode. That's awesome. We're so killing it. It's, we are. It's the guy that we spoke highly about. It's it's Lando Norris. Uh, now, uh, I, I do want to say it used to be Danny Ricardo, but McLaren pulled the plug at the last <laughs> minute. So, uh, Lando, thank you for pulling ahead. And uh, Danny, we'll have some shrimp on the barbie for you. <laughs> Eyes and blades. <laughs> That's, I think, a perfect stop. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes and blades.